Is that the signal or are you preparing to... Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like this maybe needs to be described for the listener in that Andrew has just necked an entire beer in one go, which would be maybe impressive and cool if he had done it out of any other drinking vessel than the <laughs> tiny flute of beer that he has been drinking. A little champagne flute of beer. I don't know what, I don't know what size this is. Mm. It's maybe a so, pot. That's a toe of beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Australian say, system. One toe, thank you very much. I I think it is like maybe maybe two hundred and fifty mils a of cup. beer. One cup mm. of beer. A cup you know. of beer. A cup of beer. A cup of cass. It's no good. Alright. We're gonna do the intro now. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Porta Vista, episode 206. I am Ben and I am here in the offices of a more successful version of this podcast. Oh. I am currently on the phone with one of our reporters who is standing in a field with a Zoom recorder trying to get a good recording of horse diarrhea. It's Theo. Hey, Theo. Hey, how you going? Yeah, so are you using sort of like a, uh, like a shotgun mic or are you maybe going for more of a condenser type situation? Like, do you want a little bit of the... The noise of the field itself, or so, we're going to get two different recordings here. What so do you think? What, I, what I found is that um, the se- secret is two microphones. You mm-hmm. want one for the blast, and then another one sort of on the... For the plops? Um, no, no, sort of on the undercarriage, on oh. the, the landing gear of the horse, if you will. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the landing gear of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> if a yep. horse was going to land, I would assume it would use its... It's legs. Yeah, right on the right on the horse thorax there, and uh, <laughs> and that gives you two resonant modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the uh, for the for the visuals, I'm of course using a GoPro. Yep, because mm. that's less important. That's it's right. more about the sound. Yeah, I kind of strap that in my head and like get right up, <laughs> right up there, and waterproof as well. Yeah, that's very important. That's very what important. you need. Yeah, very important. Yeah. Uh, with me here back in the office is our head of marketing, who is currently trying to decide whether the video talent for our upcoming ads should be Dolph Lundgren or Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> it's me. It's tough. I, yeah. I, I think it should be Jean-Claude. I mean... Um, oh, I was thinking Dolph. Yeah, but boy, doesn't he just look like a big Easter Island head at this point? The man mm, looks like he's lived a he's lived a fast life. <laughs> My man. <laughs> You've know? seen a lot of California sunshine. And you mm-hmm. think mm. that fast lives increase your head size. <laughs> um, no more whether or not you look like you have been like uh, carved out of stone or perhaps uh, made from leather. Mm. The finest mm. Corinthian leather, but leather nonetheless. Mm. Sort okay. of two classically nice very similar substances. Mm. Mm. I think if you maybe um, filled Iggy Pop with a sort of dense liquid... <laughs> You would kind of end up with the shape of Dolph Lundgren, and I believe his tan, uh, because you're stretching the skin out, would get less intense, and then you'd arrive at Dolph Lundgren's skin tone. Yeah, so we're, we're talking about, I guess, uh, skinning Iggy Pop. 
yeah. suspending the skin and filling it filling this. it with cement. Oh no, I was just thinking of uh, just putting a hole at the top of Iggy Pop and leaving it so the the liquid that you're putting in there to pad Iggy Pop out is going in between his muscles and his skin. Yeah. Yeah, and then he expands like a kind of sponge. Yes. Yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, now you're getting it. <laughs> Uh, also with us here, last but not least, is our in-house girl boss, CEO, who is celebrating a few early <laughs> wins in the fight to make sure that the office doesn't unionize. It's Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Yes, Queen. Yes. Oh, what's up? Uh, are you unionizing? I'm just getting a vibe that you look like you want to be unionizing, and I just, I just wanted to sit down and have a chat. I just wanted to touch base. And say why that would be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, or do, or do you just do you just want to know if we are planning so that you can, I guess, do something about it? Yeah, just so I can. I just want to have a chat. I just want to. I want to know where you're at. I want to know how you're going, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. That's how I uh, run a run a tight ship here at the Better Bunta Vista Company. <laughs> I want to know what your birth sign is. I want to know what your rising sign is. Yeah, I want to know are you unionizing? <laughs> the u- union is kind of the patriarchy. So uh, mm. if you guys want to want to do that, you I'm know, sorry. go ahead. But uh, sort couple of, of Virgos in here. That's definitely <laughs> definitely unionizing. Sort of risks. not the vibes we're going for here. <laughs> I think it's pronounced virgin. <laughs> there are two two Virgos here on the podcast. <laughs> Virgos catchphrase. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. That would have been a great place to seamlessly transition into the um, the next segment. There. Oh, it sure would have been. I was I was kind of waiting to find out what your role was, Ben. Oh, I'm just here. Oh, I'm still me in this scenario. I have the same right. Yeah. The same job. I do the posts. Mm. Exactly the same. I edit the podcast. We didn't hire someone else to do that for some reason, even though it seems like we could have. Uh, sort of like a legacy hire. Yeah, I'm You're just grandfathered here. in from the yeah. from the shittier podcast to this yeah. good podcast. You're fully actually, casual. No sick leave. I wrote all of the early code for this podcast, and uh, <laughs> we haven't actually done any sort of refactoring or updating of it. I'm the only one that understands it. They can't get rid of me. But also... Uh, I won't let them hire anyone else to work on it because they would have to be trained how to do it and then they could fire me. So, and you don't want that. Right. No, I'll just be here forever, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Ideally. Well, uh, unfortunately, now that we do have Lucy as a new CEO, mm. it means that, that she she will no longer be able to fulfill her role as Dr. Lucy in the Paging Dr. Lucy segment in which she gives advice. So, this is going to be the very last one. Uh, before that role is taken over by, I don't know, a 17-year-old unpaid intern? Does yeah. that sound good to you guys? If, that sounds great to me. If we can do Such it unpaid. Such a great opportunity. Yep. They have to be 17? So much exposure. Mm. You know? A lot of exposure. I think um, ben, I think Andrew's just preparing for the uh, Seinfeld podcast that he's going pre- <laughs> to uh, record <laughs> after this one. <laughs> that is true. true that he dated a high school girl, isn't it? He just did that. I just want to clarify, we are talking about Jerry Seinfeld, not me. Not, not Andrew himself. <laughs> it is true about Andrew, <laughs> that we're now speaking about as if he's not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Seinfeld. And, and it was like, I'm pretty sure it was at the peak of Seinfeld, the show, being really yeah, popular. He could have just gotten himself like any old girlfriend. He yep, could have. He's he Jerry was... Seinfeld. There's heaps of other, like, ages of woman. Uh, there's 23, 24, 27, 31, 32, 35. 
45, you know? 65? You can go either no. way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, it was 1993. He was 39 years old. And that she is was a so s- disgusting. And she was a 17-year-old, uh, I guess, high school student at that point. That is really gross. <laughs> And that is absolutely heinous, but I was kind of distracted by the fact that Theo just has to untangle his headphones from a cat. Um, <laughs> some of the... She's begging for food. Some absolutely of the follies, the follies of podcasting. Uh, Shoshana Lonstein was a senior at the prestigious Nightingale Bamford School on the Upper West Side when on a spring afternoon she was approached by one of the most well-known comedians God. in the country. It appears unclear if Lonstein knew exactly who she was talking to at the time, but after a short conversation... <laughs> That's so could have been anyone. She gave her phone number to the comedian, sparking a relationship that would begin around her high school graduation that and right after so her college gross. one. Uh, terrible. Terrible, terrible man. Hmm. It's hmm. so funny, though. So many great gags. Um, you think of <laughs> his most famous bits. Yep. I'm, think- I'm thinking about him. I'm laughing. I'm thinking about I'm you know, food on a plane. Come on now. <laughs> this this is from uh this is from Defamer on Gorka. Uh, and they have a they have a quote from an article from nineteen ninety-three. Howard Stern homed in on the May August aspect of the relationship and the radio host interviewed his old friend last spring. So, Stern said, feigning moral indignation, you sit in Central Park and have a candy bar on a string and pull it when the girls come? <laughs> Oh yeah, you could have just had moral <laughs> That could have been sincere. Yeah. So we're saying May, August there. That's the slightly watered down May, December romance. Oh. Uh, amazingly, Seinfeld, master of his comedy domain, was flustered. Quote, she's not 17. Definitely not, he insisted. Uh, depending on what period Seinfeld is talking about, he might have been telling the truth. She turned 18 on May 29th, 1993, shortly after the two met. She might have technically... Been 18. Oh, wow. Very Off cool. Very cool. You know what she cool could have stuff. used? A doctor. You know what Shoshana Lonstein could have used some advice from an older woman, from a girl boss, CEO, master of her corporate domain. And we, of course, know her as a Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble, you tell the phone and dial it on the double. You call 1 800 317 5155. Now you're paging Dr. Lucy. Paging Dr. Lucy. That's where you come for advice from uh, Dr. Lucy when she's not being CEO Lucy. That's right. I wear many hats. I am a girl boss, and I am doing a lot of winning in every corner of my life. The traditional hat that a doctor wears, the traditional hat that a CEO wears. I've got seven horrible children. (laughs) It's all going on. All going on. Women can have it all. I'm imagining you wearing. You're wearing the uh, the Doctor Mario like uh, the the band with the big disc on it. What is that thing for? It's for pulling down and like looking in somebody's eyes. I think it's looking into pussies. Uh, yep. That is what Dr. Mario, he's a gynecologist. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> he says that when he falls into a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Falling in there. Trying to get out of there. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, but the worst part's the bill that he gives you at the end, am I right? Oh, so true. <laughs> so, what's going on, Lucy? Oh, this is this is hardly advice. This is just an article that made me really mad, and it's mm-hmm. from The Guardian. Would you believe it? Um, we don't have the author's name in there, but I don't think it's important because we're not going to be particularly nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't no, want this getting back to them. Needlessly mean, yeah. Mm, this is from The Guardian. Sex is back. But it's going to be different and hot. It's <laughs> like a boring sex. Cool. Immediately, having. sex is back. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> was sex out? Sex is back, and in a big way. <laughs> so I guess sex has been out. But um, here we let's just go and I've, go I've and do been it. done. I've been done with sex for a long time yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being married. Am I right? Ooh, that's right. Yeah. And um, Catholic. <laughs> that's right. Welcome to the summer of love, the whoring 20s, shot girl summer, the smell of meat and lotion. Mm. A bus passed by yesterday. It's side painted with an advert encouraging passers-by to vax, wax, and relax. The new sexual revolution is here, and all it took was a deadly pandemic and a year indoors. It's true. It's coming. Look there. Big women swaggering through a pollarded boulevard, feeling mm. themselves like they've never felt before. Feel? Not a word. Feeling themselves like they've never felt before. I think they're trying to be clever with words. There I think they are. This whole article reminds me of um, what's her name? The the house is haunt lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Elizabeth definitely Farrelly. got that vibe. It's got real yeah. house is haunt Elizabeth Farrelly vibes. Um, suited men singing soul songs under their breath. Teenagers standing so close, they're talking in each other's voices. And you know how teenagers weren't having sex until now? Teenagers, mm. they hate sex. Hate it. Well, I these ones it. do. They hate drugs, they hate booze, and they hate having sex. But you know what they love? I think it's called Tic Tac. Mm. Yeah, they love Tic Tac. I'm hearing hearing it more and more. Um, there's a picnic by the swings where someone has served themselves with mayonnaise on a soft baguette in the supermarket. Ooh, I think what? that uh, something about mayonnaise on a soft baguette. It's cum. I think she's talking about cum. She's talking about cum. Yeah. Yep. Um, women stand mesmerized by the erotic hum of a freezer. You know, I'm always standing in the freezer section of Woolies and just getting just getting jazzed up. I <laughs> love it when the the hum of the compressor on the fridge uh, is the resonance frequency of the tip of my penis. Yep. To sort of stand there and be like, ooh, how's that? The compressor clicks and I immediately am nutting all over the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> so it goes on like this. Um, a parking attendant kisses his own lips. The tune of an ice cream van sounds drunk and yearning. When what? did everyone get a body? When did everyone descend from the live-work space of their minds and knock through to the basement of those hips, that hair? So that this whole thing smacks of someone who like, you know, the kind of people that will share those face 
Facebook posts that are about words in other languages that don't have an equivalent in English or whatever, yeah. that sort of stuff, where they're like, have you heard of the word sonder before? These sorts of people who are like writing is my truth and my... <laughs> Mm. They're trying too hard. Just describe the thing you're talking about. Don't use figurative language. It's cowards. It's also, it's just ridiculous. Yes, sex is back. For a while there, it was touch and go whether it would survive the night, having evolved and devolved over the years into a new kind of touchless touch. Many young people choosing to pursue relationships online rather than on sofas. Oh, honey. <laughs> but now... Uh, teens were still fingering this whole time. I'm, Don't, sure, like, I'm absolutely sure that yeah. they were. If, if anybody was going to have been sucking, fucking and fingering this whole time... It was it's me. Teens. It's oh. it's the <laughs> It's the horniest people <laughs> who also haven't developed uh, the part of their brain that says, hey, it's, uh, there's consequences for this thing. You got you got to get COVID from the person you're fingering or whatever. Mm, yep. Ah, uh, but now having had time to consider our futures, time to swipe our phones with thrice washed hands and a new professional grade level of attentiveness, having come to new realizations about touch, loneliness, the pandemic imposed limits of our new lives, and the self imposed limits of our old ones, the world is ready for its return. For some, this will simply mean more. It will mean stepping out of the house. A Prick in each arm and another in the thigh one in e- for luck. One in each hand, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Is she talking about a penis? I think she's talking about asking for a third jab uh, for good luck. Oh, yeah, a, the... like a needle. Okay. AstraZeneca. <laughs> yeah. AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna. You got them all. Um, <laughs> slipping straight into a stranger's dress, a colleague's bathroom. Don't do that. Don't do um, that. The idling Volvo of a dad waiting for the end of year six street dance. I love that she's just... Okay. She heard that, like, authors need to create worlds. And she's like, all right. And just, like, rolling like the worlds? dice of mm-hmm. things that she knows. I'll show you some fucking worlds. I'll show you some worlds. Oh, good luck to you, comrades. Congratulations. But for many, the end of our lockdowns will result in a different kind of sex. New kinks have bred in isolation. A genre of COVID porn is thriving on certain laptops. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't no, think I, that's true. COVID porn, porn is a novelty. No one is pretty, into it. No. I think porn's been normal. I don't really think the ratings have really have really shifted around. No. You got your uh you got uh, <laughs> amateur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got regular. Is this mm-hmm. in order of popularity? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh you've got other. Just yep. <laughs> yeah, and finally, normal. As soon as we are done here, I'm going straight onto Pornhub and searching regular, 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 normal just, porn. Just no COVID stuff for me, thanks. Unflavored for me. <laughs> oh God, the danger of touch, the forbidden thrill of brushing past an ungloved wrist. What the fuck are you? Are you a Victorian? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going outside just before the sun sets in Bloodborne? What is going on? <laughs> oh, masks no longer only for the unvanilla. Sex has changed shape. So she's saying that... Not the be- way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> like horny for wearing COVID masks, perhaps? I don't actually think that she has at this point said anything. anything. Um, no. Yeah, I'm not, not quite sure what's going on. Someone needs to teach this lady about masturbation. 
Yeah. About what? <laughs> well, I'll tell you afterwards. What's oh, that? Okay. okay. There's some very uh, there's some very good instruction videos online. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I bet there is. <laughs> Their voices are so nice. <laughs> Those months on apps when people were forced to engage in different kinds of communication beyond just meeting in a bar and thinking this will do are, according to a report Cosmopolitan commissioned from the Kinsey Institute, leading to more considered interactions. I I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that either. They predict the death of the one night stand and a grand move away from destructive dating habits towards more experimentation, more thoughtful commitments, more pleasure, and fewer people settling for less, a whole resetting of sexual expectation. You know what? We've had 500,000 years of doing sex the way we've been doing it so far. I think COVID might have changed that. But we're not going to... I don't even know what this woman is saying at this point. Are we using Tinder? Are we not using it? Um, For many of us, it won't be easy, not because we're not sexy and attractive. No, not that at all. We are all insanely attractive right now, actually. Thank you. Incredibly soft and awkward in our beauty. Everyone is gorgeous and no one is okay. (sighs) This is painful. (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, I feel like there is nothing that's actually been said so far, and we are roughly Mm -hmm. halfway through the article. Um, it will be difficult in the way that all attempts at re-socializing are difficult as we step gingerly into the wild, looking backwards with a scared and red-eyed wonder before trotting cautiously towards the trees. How does a kiss? What is to sex? Who is hand? (laughs) A whispered hiss of questions will echo around the clubs at 2am. Two people will insist on timeouts during dinner just to quickly revise the rules about what is next, what is meant to happen next. I feel like I'm having a stroke reading this. <laughs> no, yeah, real Liz Farrelly vibes here, where you're, yep. just, you're trying to be too creative with your language to the point that uh, it's nonsense. The point that I cannot comprehend a single sentence. The trick will be to weaponize this awkwardness and transform it into a series of exquisite tensions. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't I've been doing it wrong the, wrong the whole time. You need to weaponize the awkwardness. I'm, I'm writing this down on a cue card. It is a chance to be naive again, to purr as a person presses your back like a cat on Instagram or a David Attenborough cub. I think there are several people in our Discord that would do that for you if you just message them. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just ask them. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. You can do it right now. There's no point. Like, it doesn't have to be post-COVID. Why wait, you know? Why wait? Why wait? People are excited simply to sit across from a person they admire, simply to pull the window closed or wetly kiss their cheek. Each drop of this excitement must be noted, harnessed, and claimed as adorable. There will be people who want to lie fully clothed on top of the covers and breathe at each other. That's cool. I think those people uh, should stay away from me. <laughs> she's still talking about herself. Yep, she's just horny. You can just tweet, I'm horny. And, like, you will just, uh, people will message you to have sex with you. Mm. You could just do that if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be people who want to use all the knowledge accrued from twice daily Zoom meetings to direct erotic films with high production values and a plot line about office politics. You know what I'm going to say? Those skills aren't transferable at all. No. You don't You don't get to control any of the camera angles. <laughs> the lighting, you probably, what, you're putting a lamp closer to your face maybe or something. 
you've not figured out how to record sound or how to do any of the stuff that you'd need to produce uh, high production value erotic films at all. I'm not, not trying all. to upset you know the listener by telling them this, but I don't want you to get your hopes up. You can't go straight into Herzog territory just because you've been, been on, on some call. some work meetings. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. There will be people who unload all the therapy they've had across the year onto their partner's bed and roll around on Excuse it. Excuse me? Mm. <laughs> I love to unload my therapy onto my partner. Oh. That seems good. Their bed. <laughs> and it's like not in their wash cycle, so they have to kind of like... <laughs> I really work wasn't going to wash this for another week, but I guess I... Oh, now. bed's going to smell like therapy for Ooh. days. <laughs> I'll know hey, it's there. Sleep, sleeping on the therapy spot. Yeah, I guess we, we can both sleep on the couch tonight. That's fine. <laughs> oh, it's all cold now. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, there will be someone for everybody once they've worked out how to say, hello, I like you. It's going to be a good summer. It's going to be an interesting summer with moments of pain and the sometimes bastard thoughts that make us human. It's going to be hot, but in a ways that occasionally burn, a humid, bewildering kind of heat. It's going to be the summer of complicated, radical, aging, queered, distanced, unlikely love. Welcome, enjoy, and please wash your hands. <sighs> Someone is gunning for the Pulitzer with that one. She would like to get her nut off, um, but she's feeling a bit awkward about it. And so she's taken this experience and she's decided, you know what? I think I'm communicating. I think what I'm experiencing is uh, a popular sentiment and I'm in a unique position to reveal this hidden truth through the power of writing. So I will contact the Guardian and I'll say, hey... I have something very important to share, and I think it'll gel with a lot of your listeners. Um, and it's about how, you know, some of us are horny but feeling awkward. Um, here's 800 words of absolute nonsense. <laughs> can I have a million dollars? And they've said, sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Crap, absolutely. The, the Guardian loves just pages and pages of just bizarre, <laughs> incomprehensible prose. Oh, God, that'd be such a good fucking racket to get on. Oh, it would I be. Look, it's it's the oldest adage in publishing. Got to print something. Yep. They do say Hey, that. I need a word count here. Can I get some words? Yep. You can get you a lot of Weirdly, <laughs> impossible industry to crack into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 extra episodes in total. And we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Oh, dear. Uh, I wonder if it's hard to get into another industry that we love to talk about here on the show. And, of course, uh, is the industry of putting something into a box, taking the box down to the docks. That's where I'm going. Taking your box down to the docks, putting it into a bigger box. Mm. What's in the box? Could be socks. Could be locks. 
Could be anything. The important thing is that goes on a big old ship. <laughs> I'm itching for another edition of the shipping board. Could have gone with something maybe about avoiding rocks. That's one of the important parts of shipping. Well, I don't want to spoil anything that's going to come up in the report. We'll find out. Uh, so this is, of course, the segment where we go through the shipping news from the week that involved zero deaths. Uh, a lot of them involved deaths <laughs> this week, uh, but we won't be hearing about any of those. No jokes. Here we go. The French bulk carrier La Chasnay ran aground in Argentina's Parana River. Okay. Can't do that. Stay in the water, as always. That's our advice. Mm-hmm. The asphalt tanker Amber Bay ran aground while leaving Barranquilla, Colombia. Left in the wrong direction. Yep. You've got to stay in the water. Come on now. A cargo of, quote, pellets. No more information provided on that one. On board the general cargo ship Kirsten B., caught fire as the ship was entering Kiel Canal, producing a, quote, rather unpleasant odour. That is, of course, short for Kirsten Bunst. (laughs) I hope it is. (laughs) The Taiwanese fishing vessel DE Number 6 was reported on fire and adrift in the Indian Ocean. There's water everywhere. everywhere. What are you doing? Yeah, just put some of the water on it. Uh, the general cargo ship Königsborg ran aground off Sandbron, Sweden. Again, stick to the water. Keep keep away from the dry, stay in the wet. Yep, it's that easy. The roll-on, roll-off cargo ship Lion A suffered engine failure and contacted a pier while unmooring at Iskenderun Port, Turkey. Hmm. Yep. I guess you would want to contact a pier, but like... Not Work by running it. into it, just on the like no. telephone. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'm coming in. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the general cargo ship Mega D <laughs> suffered mechanical <laughs> failure in the Sea of Marmara and was taken under tow to Ahikapi Anchorage, Istanbul. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So, okay. to the author of the previous story, who is clearly <laughs> after a Mega D, you can find it at a. Uh, Arakapi Anchorage in Istanbul. Yep. Check it out Just there. head on down to the docks. Boy, are you Arakapi Ask Anchorage the- in Istanbul? Because you got that mechanism. Wow, I really landed that one. Um, just before anyone writes in, obviously, there wouldn't be any docks at the Anchorage because it's an anchorage, not a um. I don't know what that is. Off the- yep. Wow, that's fine. <clears throat> that was the shipping report. I I feel like everybody did a pretty good job of doing no jokes, except for Ben. I didn't make any jokes. I think there were a few jokes in there. I, I peppered it with facts. You think those were facts? Sometimes facts are funny. I took my little fact mill and I I came over to your table and I said, "A fresh a fact." Yep, that's exactly what happened. Just like the famous Saturday Night Live sketch. Where Adam Sandler plays a waiter in a restaurant delivering fresh pepper to people, but he keeps getting it wrong. It's very funny stuff. Uh, Don't bother. (laughs) Okay. Don't bother going back and watching 90s Saturday Night Live or any of the current stuff. You know. If you've got. Yeah. If you've got through everything else you could ever want to watch, have a look see, you know? 
Anyway, uh, that was our report about swanning about on the seven seas. And there's another place that swans exist. That's right, we're talking about nature. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. Winter kisser, nature corner, rubber crabs, sit my dick. Now, Ben, you uh, looked pretty unhappy about that segue when it happened. No, I was loving it. Sorry, I was very perturbed by the fact that Theo briefly pointed his camera down towards his gaming mice uh. m- mouse. Sorry, it's just the one before pointing it straight back up again. Uh, yeah, that's that that gaming brand with the three legs. Oh. Is that uh... it's because Logitech keep making mice where the middle mouse button will like eject your CD ROM drive or something <laughs> like that, and you can't change you can't change the settings. Mm. CD-ROM drive, huh? Wow. Mm. What a world you live in. In four-speed, four-by. Wow. Uh, with two-by read-write, I think. Mm. God. It's not that kind of podcast. Come on. This is from the <laughs> Swindon Advertiser. A Swindon woman went viral on the social media site Tic Tac after videoing a swan in her dad's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think it's meant to be in there, you know. No, my bedroom traditionally free of uh, swans. Mm. Plenty of other birds in there though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Wow, thank you for jigging me up, Theo. I appreciate that. Mm. Is that accurate, Ben? Or no, it's just me and a dog. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's gonna have to go for a little run around the house after this podcast. Just to <laughs> gonna get go, his beans out. <laughs> immediately go down the supermarket and press his dick up against the freezer. You know? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm doing this to be normal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Look- <laughs> the alternative is I write for the Guardian. <laughs> Looking around at all of the other startled customers, saying, "This is normal for all of us now." The erotic hum, huh? This is the new normal. <laughs> Horny about that freezer or what? Mm. This is how we all feel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the bird got in the house through the front door. Okay. I cannot. Sure. Uh, door was open. I can't, yep. yeah. Make yourself at home, you know? The bird got in the house through the front door, which was left open while her father was gardening at the back of the house. What is this now- guy's fucking deal? Now, uh, just an interesting construction there is that obviously the her is meant to be referring to the woman mentioned in the previous paragraph, but it does it makes it seem like the swan is female and it was the swan's dad that was gardening. And that is a nice thought. It does. Mm. Mm. Picture that. Are you done picturing it? Write into us if you've finished picturing a swan gardening. Mailbag at com. <laughs> we see those emails now. We do. We do. <laughs> Uh, and it was good because when we did find our hidden trove of emails, we did get to find out how many people had stopped the podcast to take a look at a picture of the Fresno Nightcrawler. That's way more than we thought. Yep. So, <laughs> if you didn't do that, then you can do that now and yes. let us know. Ideally, I would like uh, any kind of description of what you are visualizing. So perhaps if you've got like, if you're picturing the swan's uh, dad... So, yeah, I guess, like, maybe the swan... It's also a swan. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, but maybe it's wearing, like, some swan-type overalls. Um, yeah. 
where do they come up to? You know, it's got to still have the wings free, obviously. Uh, <laughs> sure if he's using a little spade or a little kind of uh, yep. digging fork, is he holding it in his like the tips of his wings, or is he using his mouth to hold it and kind of turn oh, the earth? Both are good. I or or, or his feet, the one with actual. Right, that's ridiculous. Actual <laughs> don't even. That's insane. I'm picturing him wearing, you know, the the Bunnings hat that every father has. I believe Theo, you've got one. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. Mm-hmm. I am a father. Yeah, uh, the straw wide wide brim Bunnings hat that they mm-hmm. I think they sell for like five bucks but at a loss. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that you're work walking advertisement for you are in your backyard while you are doing your gardening a billboard for Bunnings. Ideally, that's right. Ideally, yes. Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, Tracy Gray Jones was visiting her father in Eastmere when she saw the swan in his bedroom where her mum died earlier this year. Mm. All right. Irrelevant. Yeah, I might be saying something. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? Because I might be saying something like, hey, swan, uh, get out of the place of my mother's death. Or you might be saying... (laughs) That swans me ma. Mm -hmm. So the caption on the video is, quote, My mum passed in February. I think she returned today as this swan to check on dad. Well, he's out the back. (laughs) He's not even there. He's not not even there. Well, no, I think using powerful angel magic, uh, she lured the swan into the bedroom where she died, which is, of course, where her ghost, angel ghost, lives. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she was able to then uh, go into the body. Oh, pass across the, mm. the veil. Yeah. Through, yeah. And as we all know, uh, the barrier between worlds is the thinnest at a swan's brain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's true. Maybe she just wanted to haunt a swan. Like, how mm. good would that be? Like, being a ghost and just, like, fucking with a swan heaps. <laughs> You remember, yeah, you remember- Fuck the, with a swan now. <laughs> in the, if you wanted. If in you the movie, to. In the movie Ghost, when the only thing that Patrick Swayze could do was possess Whoopi Goldberg for a brief period of time. Mm. What if a swan was the only thing you could get into, you know? How are you, yeah, how are you giving a message? Option. It's folding your wings around the- <laughs> <laughs> That noise a swan makes. That's, that's <laughs> the classic swan sound. <laughs> yeah, um- you hear that classic unchained melody. Oh, man. Hark. How are you going to get that clay out of your feathers, you know? Hmm. Uh, Tracy said, I was shocked, but I felt very calm and I asked the swan, What are you doing here? <laughs> She doesn't say what the swan's answer was to the question. I think the swan just smiled knowingly. (laughs) Nodding sagely. (laughs) Oh, boy. Shaking its head ruefully. (laughs) (laughs) You've no idea what the swan's been through to be here today, you know? My dad didn't really know what was going on when I went out to him and asked him to come and take a look. His first reaction to seeing the swan was, bloody hell, <laughs> said Ms. Grey Jones, 57. 
Mm, I was picturing a young woman when I first read this story. So was I, and it makes the dying mother seem a little less tragic to me. Yeah, she was just old as fuck. I'm not going to evaluate the tragedy of someone's mother's death (laughs) when they're a stranger. In the movie Ghost, when Patrick Mm -hmm. Swayze's character Sam gets killed, uh, he's very young, he's in the prime of his life, uh, he's got Some a, of us have not seen the movie Ghost. Got a, he's got a hot Betty of a girlfriend, <laughs> played by a young, taut Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has it all snatched away from him by that guy, that actor with the weird face. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. No. Uh, he does have a weird face, though, doesn't he? he it's, does. more the, it's more the boss eye that's the distracting mm. feature of his face, I think. Uh, but you know, so he had to, he had to, he had unfinished business. I feel like if your s- single spinster daughter is 57, your business is probably all wrapped up. Oh, wait, sorry. I was thinking of Ghost Dog. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Come on. That's a, a classic mistake. <laughs> That's a great movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Two thumbs down for Jim Jarmusch. That's the official podcast position. I am grabbing each of your hands and I'm forcefully <laughs> turning them back the other way. Oh, yeah. Around the wrong way that they don't rotate. Two beautiful th- oh, thumbs no. to Jim Jarmusch. Dangling from who- two broken wrists. <laughs> <laughs> he simply does not care if anyone is bored by his movies, and- which is why he's made 20 extremely boring movies that I love very much. <laughs> Damn, you're really selling me on this motherfucker's boring movies. <laughs> They're so good. The best, nothing happens. It's the great. best part of Ghost Dog is when nothing happens for 40 minutes and then Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker acts like his gun is a samurai sword and goes and puts it back in his holster. Yeah, it's dope. That made me want to kick a fucking hole in my TV. <laughs> Check out the movie Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. <sighs> you could be watching the director's cut of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, like me, a person who uses his time well. Jesus Anyway, it does put back in the completely removed plot involving Coolio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recollect that, but then I've not seen Daredevil since I saw it at the cinemas when I was like 13 years old. Well, that's because he wasn't in it in the theatrical cut. They took him out. They took him out. They erased him. They did erasure. Miss Grey Jones concludes by saying, he just then went into the bedroom and asked it to leave, and it got up and walked out the front door, just like your it's mother. Incredible. I don't know. If it like it's Touched her dead mom, and he's just been like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Get the fuck out. Get of on. Here. Yeah, it seems like they both had um, uh, real opposite ends of the spiritual experience spectrum there. Mm. Of like her being like, "Incredible, it's me, ma," and him just being like, "Oh bloody hell, piss off." Maybe, yeah, he, bedroom. maybe he knew it was the mother and he was like, piss off then. Go on, mm. bit. <laughs> and that mother's name was Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> Rest yep. in peace to Donald Rumsfeld. Yep. Mm. Rest in peace, sir. <laughs> Friend of the show. Architect of the Iraq War. <laughs> Donald mm. Rumsfeld. Plural. <sighs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, Jesus. About Iraq wars, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's true. That's true. It's very true. Uh, also, shout out and happy 30th birthday to friend of the show, Nick. No happy further explanation on Nick. that one required. <laughs> All right. Happy All birthday, right. Nick. Yep. 
now, next up on the docket, I see what do what do my eyes peep mm. before me? It's a new segment. Ben. Yep. Would you like me to play the new segment mm-hmm. theme? I would love for you to hit play on that bad boy. <laughs> That is, of course, the theme song to the segment called Theo Sees. <laughs> now, this is a tremendously good pun. <sighs> if- I'm going to need you to explain it to me painstakingly. Now, let me get you to cast your mind back to the early 2000s where a man called John Dwyer starts a band called... <laughs> is Okinawa Crash Suit, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, the point is there's a band now that I think is just called OCs, used to be called the OCs, then was called the OCs. Oh, Theo sees it's playing words I there. I would have used the OC theme song myself, but mm. you know, yeah, well, yours is good too. Well, see, that song is uh, "The Dream" by the OCs, so it's for Theo oh. sees. And this is a segment that is, Ooh, of wonderful. course, Ooh, about like that. Theo's dreams. Theo, can you recount to me the most recent dream that you've had, please? I can. You did message me in the morning to say, "Hey, Theo, can you recount a dream for me?" As I was meaning to write down. Uh, for the first time, uh, a dream that I'd had, uh, which was a very weird experience. Um, but I have these dreams every single night. Um, I went to the um, I went to the doctor's, not the dream, um, to get a, a mental health plan the other day, and she's like, "Oh, so the effects you're taking? Hey, um, getting any vivid dreams?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And here's one now, <laughs> um, dated the 29th of the sixth, twenty first. Um, I think I was staying at a beach house uh, with my in-laws or family, and I was playing a game which ended up being the hardest piece of shit ever devised. Uh, first section made you draw an arrow to line up with another arrow, so there's no big deal. Uh, then there was like a third-person shooter section that took place in kind of a grove or a flooded volcano, mm. uh, eventually facing down a large sinuous boss that I defeat with a claw-like weapon whose secondary fire takes a while to go off but eventually lets loose a celestial missile that does massive damage uh, in a heavenly glow. Even so, it's clear that I'm only scraping through. There's, uh, I see other like players getting like a million secrets that I never <laughs> got. Um, there's like enemies that are too tough for me that I can't beat, um, all this sort of stuff. Um, and occasionally I'll like dip out of the game uh, back into the beach house where I'm inevitably like using the wrong toilet and getting in trouble uh, for being in the wrong room uh, in this. And like, hey, well, that, that's my that's my toilet while you're there, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I just needed to shit, you know. Um, so there's a few more stages that I don't quite recall. One I do recall is having to use um, self assuredness to stop a mechanic from working on somebody else's car, even though mine's already up on the platform. <laughs> Uh, Mm. This I fail at, and this was like the end of this chapter of the game, uh, which currently rates my performance an F. Uh, The game is by Bethesda. (laughs) Uh, The next section is more sort of Zelda-y at at outdoors. Uh, There's some sort of gem-rolling puzzle that I see someone else complete, but it's completely baffling to me. Uh, And at this point, I'm completely resigned to, like, fuck it, this game, I'm I'm not going to be able to beat it. Um, I try and balance a chunk of earth on a very small volcano. It's sort of like maybe... Uh, two 
two meters across uh but the chunk of earth is sort of just bouncing all over i think there was like jump pads on the bottom of it as well if i kind of picture it um i enter a room and i'm i'm very small and i'm inspecting objects on desks and shelves uh there's one shelf that's sort of covered in crystals and and um they sort of have a smell i remember remarking to myself um like me in the dream while i'm playing the game um oh this one's uh, that's weird. I can smell things in the game. Like they must have new like smell vision kind of technology. Um, I pick up a plastic container in this uh, room uh, where I'm tiny and I saw it open and dozens of pieces of plastic ring pour out and it's clear that I have to somehow put the ring back together uh, in like the right order, which I'm completely not on board with. Um, eventually I'm back out in like the open world and I try and retrace a part of where I was previously, which was like outside of a cave but I get punished for being in, in the same place twice. Uh, and like some god in the game pours a stream of water onto my head, uh, which washes me away and kills me. Um, I don't know. I think there's a gap in my dream like recollection here. But the dream eventually moves on to me zooming around a game of rugby, uh, which is complete chaos. Uh, rules are not being like followed. Afterwards, I'm in a room that sort of feels like part dining room and part locker room uh, and for some reason we all have to be on our toes in case we get called on um, I asked the guy next to me why we're all here and he says uh, this is my quarantine party I'm going into quarantine tomorrow don't you remember and I lie and say yes uh, eventually a Shane Webkey kind of guy rushes in and is like heads up and um, asks me to close my eyes and then he grabs me by my orthodontic braces and sort of spins my head around inside of my head like the inside moves but the outside does not Ha! Huh. alright and so what we're going to be doing here uh, <laughs> is we're going to be consulting uh, the book 10,000 Dreams Interpreted by <laughs> okay, Gustavus Heinemann Miller uh, I'm going to start with some of the broader strokes and see how we go. <laughs> I am looking up beach. Hmm. I don't have beach in here. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, do you have a physical dream book that explains dreams? I wow. certainly do, yes. Look at the cover on that bad boy. That's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Incredible. All right, the next thing I had on the list is toilet. So let's check for that. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, Theo. A I, lot. The, I dream like this every single night. Very good memory, also disturbingly so. I, I never, never remembered my dreams until I started taking the miracle, miracle drug Effexor. Oh, great! Yeah, toilet's not in there either. <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, losing, not in there. Mm, Ten thousand dreams and none about a toilet. <laughs> uh, looking for a volcano now. Surely. <laughs> Volcano. It's got to be something, right? Here we go. Okay. Got a volcano one? To see a volcano in your dreams signifies that you'll be in violent disputes which threaten your reputation as a fair-dealing and honest citizen. Huh. Uh, for hmm. a young woman, it means that her selfishness and greed will lead her into intricate adventures. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great, though. Yeah, so Why look forward I to... I have the intricate adventures? Intricate, no, just for no, young just women. just the violent altercation. And that's something for just for ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm looking up shrinking now. Um, That's got to mean something. We have sheaves, but not fucking beach. Unbelievable. Socialist. That is interesting. But I won't tell you what that is until you dream about it. <laughs> that is the, the deal that we've struck. Yes. When we all decided together to come up with specifically this segment. 
don't have shrinking. This is fucking bullshit. This book oh, sucks. That's pretty textbook, right? That's some, that's some Freudian stuff. That's some masculinity stuff. Uh, I'm going to put death in there from when you died. There's mm. got to be a death one, right? Oh. All right, here we go. This one is uh, substantially, it's a very large entry. To dream of seeing any of your people dead, your people, I don't know what that means. They talk about the white race, I'd say, <laughs> uh, warns you of coming dissolution or sorrow. Disappointment always follows dreams of this nature. To hear of any friend or relative being dead, you will soon have bad news from some of them. Uh... Dreams relating to death or dying, unless they are due to spiritual causes, are misleading and very confusing to the novice in dream law when he attempts yeah. to interpret them. Yeah. A man who thinks intensely fills his aura with thought or subjective images active with the passions that gave them birth. By yeah. thinking and acting on other lines, he may supplant these images with others possessed of a different form of nature. In his dreams, he may see these images dying, dead, or their burial, and mistake them for friends or enemies. In this way, he may, while asleep, see himself or a relative die, when in reality he has been warned that some good thought or deed is to be supplanted by an evil one. To illustrate, if it is a dear friend or relative whom he sees in the agony of death, he is warned against a moral or other improper thought and action. But if it is an enemy or some repulsive object dismantled in death, he may overcome his evil ways and thus give himself or friends cause for joy. Often the end or beginning of suspense or trials are foretold by dreams of this nature. They, are frequent, they also frequently occur when the dreamer is controlled by imaginary states of evil or good. A man in that state is not himself, but is what the dominating influences make him. He may be warned of approaching conditions or his extrication from the same. In our dreams, we are closer to our real self than in waking life. Oh, I'm so sorry, Theo. The hideous or pleasing incidents seen or and heard about us in our dreams are all of our own making. They reflect the true state of our soul and body, and we cannot flee from them unless we drive them out of our being by the use of good thoughts and deeds, by the power of the spirit within us. So I don't like this dream book at all. It's very patronizing. Mm. It's very patronizing, very dark, negative. Bad so, vibes. is Theo meant to kill someone or not? I think it's saying that the bad dreams are his own fault. Oh. That's the I conclusion mean, I'd I've already come to. assumed that. Yes, because of your corrupt soul. It com mm -hmm. comes off as kind yeah. of victim blaming to me, you know. And is there anything well. in there about Shane Webkey kind of like grabbing me by my <laughs> by my braces and? I don't know what keyword to look for. Spitting the inside, <laughs> but not the outside of your head. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think there's a Shane Webkey entry in there. Now, we are pretty well at time at this point, but I would like to do one more segment, if that's okay with you guys. Andrew, would you please play the theme for the Great American Hall of Name? It's the Great American Hall of Name. This is where we celebrate... Uh, one of America's gifts to the world, which is somehow taking Anglophone names and making them very specifically American in a way that is just beautiful. Uh, I have taken these names this week from the NASCAR standings from the year 1950 through to the year 1960, and i got to say, there are some fucking great ones in here. Going to jump right in. Hub McBride. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Straight in there. August Sand. All right. Okay. 
It sounds like a James Taylor album. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Layman Utzman. Come on. Clyde Goons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a perfect sure name. Sure does. <laughs> Goba Sosby. Come on. <laughs> Joe Jernigan. <laughs> <laughs> uh Nance. So so which uh which like teen fantasy novel were you getting these names from? <laughs> uh the Shannara Chronicles. Uh, Hully Bun <laughs> Pepper Cunningham. All right. Lamar Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> Smoky Purser. <laughs> Herb Leg. <laughs> that is, of course, with two G's. Herb Leg. Elmer Cooper. <laughs> Whitey Gherkin. <laughs> Tyre Rakestraw. Come on. Obi Chup. <laughs> Come on, man. Now, this next name that I'm about to say, I want you to know that I checked and that this is this man's birth name. This is not a nickname. Not a nickname. Got it. Wimpy Sipple. <laughs> Wimpy Sipple. Buddy Krebs. <sighs> oh, boy. Shelby Colby. Hmm. Lovely. Mm, tidy, that one. Earl Beer. That's that's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Dink Widenhouse. <laughs> I played that game. <laughs> Ted Rambo. <laughs> Joe Prismo. Joe Prismo. Johnny Coy. That's nice. Johnny Dollar. Mm, that's better. <laughs> Johnny Grub. That's worse. Terrible man. Cecil Grubbs. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting Cecil Grubbs. <laughs> Richard Cummings. <laughs> Known to his friends, etc., etc. To his yep. friends as the Cumster. <laughs> Richard Spittle. <laughs> No well, you get friends, those two in the head. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Get those two in a room. It's just disgusting. Dick Cable. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dick Clank. <laughs> Dick Passwater. On, Dick Passwater? Mm-hmm. Is it, are you telling me this dude's name is Dick Pissing? Is this, it is. Is this a fucking... This, is this like a... Is this an art project that you've got going, like, like I'm not there, uh, <laughs> where you claim that this is non-fiction? Yeah, it's exactly like uh, horse e-books, where they claimed it was random, but it was all curated. It's all right. fact. Uh, Dick Soper. <laughs> oh, boy. And finally, bringing his home, Dick Dixon. <laughs> oh. My goodness, my goodness. Mm, What a wonderful country. Too many of those uh, names reminded me of like the bit from uh, 
like one of Steve Martin's stand-up sets in the 70s, where he talks about how Steve Martin is his stand-up name and his real name is Gern Blanston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, too many of those names are pretty much Gern Blanston. Is Gern Blanston the simple. name that I just missed? <laughs> no, that's Steve, <laughs> no, Steve Martin's missed, stage uh, name. No, his real name. You just missed Dick Soper, <laughs> um, who drove one race. Come on now. Uh, he oh. won zero races, <laughs> with are... zero podium finishes, zero pole positions. Oh. Uh, you not a double great checking career. that I'd not made that man up. I had to. I. I I'm sorry, Ben, but this is a, this is wow a testament. I think to uh, not a lot of trust going on here. Trust, that, but verify. I. Uh, I looked at obviously a ton of these. One of the ones that really stood out to me was that I think in 1959, there was a man in there called Charlie Chaplin <laughs> and he was in one race that he didn't place in. And I was like, did they maybe, was this some sort of like weird celebrity thing where they got him to do a lap or whatever? No, it's just a man whose name is Charlie Chaplin. No You're relation. Right. Charles Chaplin, no relation. My goodness. Well, Sounds like that is all we have time for this week. Uh, folks, just remember, if you had forgotten, and maybe you're learning this for the first time, we got a bunch of, got a bunch of merchandise. Oh, over we do. on. Yeah. We've got so much merch. Probably it's, too much. It's cluttering it's up our houses. Nice, yep. Somebody needs to have it shipped to them. It could be you. Head on over to shop.buntavista.com. If you would like to place an order for maybe a t-shirt with a sexy Bigfoot on it. Yep. Uh, maybe a cool wizard. You know? Bloody, uh, we're, we're doing the, the bottle shop at the bar at the moment because of lockdown. And a dear friend of the show, Taylor, came in with the uh, one of the old BVVB design Oof. tote bags. Wonderful. I said, look at that. Never seen one of those before. What a lovely treat that was. Well, we still sell that design on a shirt. We have not mm. received a cease and desist at this point. Woo! Please don't come for us, AB InBev or fucking whoever it is. Mm. We're small. We don't got no money. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, dip on over. Shop.puntavista.com. Do not forget to have paused the podcast half an hour ago <laughs> 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 and written the thing to us that you were picturing. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you were picturing uh, what the swan's dad looked like when he was gardening out the back of the house. Yep. Yep. Right yep. on in. Pen that into us. Mailbag at buntavista.com. Um, we do need to... We're going to do a roundup uh, either on the bonus episode this week or on the next episode of all of the people who wrote into us to say, I have eaten food on a train in the Netherlands and here's what happened to <laughs> Holy me. Holy fuck. We have never received... I don't think... Like, this isn't even one where specifically we were demanding for people to do this. Uh... Or maybe we were. I don't know. We got a lot of responses to this. Just like and a we shockingly. Loved all of them. Thank you so much to everyone that wrote in. So we're excited to get into those. Uh, and hey, you should be excited also. Yeah. <laughs> Please? Please? Please be excited. Please be excited. <laughs> Please be excited. Be as excited as that woman from The Guardian is about uh, getting a nut off, you know? Yeah. 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 Because she is, she is <laughs> fucking psyched about it. Jazzed up. Yep. That's it, everybody. 
we love you. We're kissing all of you repeatedly on all of the parts of your body that you have given us consent to kiss. And uh, see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.